Alma Pictures and Baker Street Media present Second Z's Cubed with your hosts, Justine Brubelard, Serena Dixon, and Allison Weaver. Second Z's Cubed is a technical podcast dedicated to critiquing and celebrating performing arts and inspiring the next generation of creatives. This is our second part of our critique of Lord of the Rings, The Rings of Power, episode one and two by Amazon. As our show will feature a lot of critiques, we also want to ensure that we provide possible solutions or suggestions for how different improvements could have been made and praise things that went well. We aim to be balanced and thorough. Check out our Patreon for exclusive subscriber benefits and merch if you like what you hear. Our link is available in our show notes. Now, without further ado, let's dive into our discussion. So, script, use of line, use of genre, use of character, acting, stunts, and direction. So, feel free to rant and share <laughs> what they could do better. So, who wants to start? Sorry. I do not mind. So, the costume bit much appreciation for all the work and details oh, that really? were like literally sewn into things um but at the same time <laughs> <laughs> go ahead two things like i know we love gladriel but um does she always have to be wearing like a nightgown <laughs> yeah right? she doesn't right. anything like, real on like even like the after war scene where she picks up that helmet and lays it on that pile of helmets, which is very reminiscent of like 300. Right. That um, is the 300. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, cool, cool. Literally everybody else out there trucking along is in their armor and stuff. And she's just, you know, back in a nightgown and uh, <laughs> it's, it's pretty much pristinely white you know right right and you're like cool you want to walk around the night down lady like that's fine i get it comfort <laughs> first but you're literally in mud you're leaning <laughs> down picking up you would have gotten mud on that thing just yeah. picking up that one helmet like you know and you're it's... telling me you didn't wipe off one helmet on your little <laughs> nightgown like i would have been like you right. shine this one part and be sad but that's fine it's it's like they're trying so hard to make her look like Gladriel from Mm -hmm. the original Lord of the Rings because that's what we that's what Gladriel is yeah that's how we know her her. Kate Blanchett Mm -hmm. is that you know that very elegant gown like outfit and that's all we've really seen her in besides the armor we haven't seen her in any like anything else Mm -hmm. whereas you know yeah. I mean, honestly, any of the characters, we've only ever seen them in one outfit. That's right. Yeah. yeah. And even yeah. have any change of clothes. <laughs> mm-hmm. So uh, this is just, you know, I woke up at like 4 a.m. this morning. I was randomly thinking about this because why not? Um, nice. <laughs> in Valinor, all the kids are like running around wearing white. Her brother's wearing white. Like, you know, you have unlimited time. You're in the undying land. Right. You think your happiness is forever. You, you're telling me y'all didn't like branch out from white <laughs> and the, like honestly Valinor is seen as very much like a very heavenly and a godly mm-hmm. place like, as close as you can get to a heaven you know yeah, um yeah. and what do we think of um, it's a, it's so, a like, common trope yes 
Mm-hmm. It's a common trope that they fell into. I would have fallen into if I was making the decisions, you know? Um, but yeah, just like thinking about that is like, what what would it have actually looked like? And my other comment on, on wardrobe is back to where you said the her sword in traversing the north right. is also like their wardrobe. And when the one elf falls... And she takes off her scarf throw and is like, here, <laughs> be warm with this. It's like, you didn't pack warmer clothes. Right. <laughs> now, um, you're going to the north. You know, you're going to the north. Why are you not mm-hmm. dressed for that? And and being like, you know, we're going to be where light doesn't touch. I don't know if living skin can survive this. You know, m- maybe you should have brought some mittens. Like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe they're trying a little bit more. Maybe they're trying too hard to mimic Lord of the Rings because the fellowship, they only had what they had with them. Mm-hmm. So but what they, they set off with for was six months. Yeah, well, mm-hmm. yeah. But I mean, I'm just thinking of Legolas on the mountain. He's just mm-hmm. walking on the snow and it's like it doesn't bother him at all. Um, yeah. I'm just kind of was Which, thinking about that. No, that's. Yeah, I like that comparison, and I see that. Um, but you know, they had six months to prepare. Like <laughs> this is, you know, they this is going on a thousand years of, of yeah, tricking, you know? yes. change things. Um, mm-hmm. I did have one comment about the hair and makeup with the dwarves. Well, actually, mm-hmm. I have a lot of critiques about the dwarves. Um, yeah, that's fine. <laughs> um. But we see the hair and makeup first. <laughs> I don't remember the the Prince Durin's wife's name. Lisa. Lisa. Okay. Um I didn't like that she it looked like she was wearing con- like gold accented contacts or gold eye contacts. I was going to comment on that. Yeah. She and was, that was really contacts. weird to me. Yeah. Like, I'm like, what why why do we have to have contacts? Unless, I mean, if that's her natural eye color, awesome. It's not. It's not her natural eye color. But I don't think color. it is. No. Um, it was very unsettling. Just in, in a general sense, when they make these kinds of decisions or like using too much CGI for the background or too fake of lighting or too fake of props, it pulls you out of, mm. it pulls you away from the, the suspension of disbelief. Mm-hmm. Like you come, you come back to reality and go, wait, that's weird. Yeah, that's right. Like, yeah, you're not, you're not. You, it, it dumps you out of being sucked into into that world. It's like nobody else is like that. Why are you like that? Um, <laughs> mm. You know what would have been a cool like alternative? Go ahead. Yeah, tell us about it. Is you know still use the gold contacts, but use them when she's what did she call it? um when she's like singing yeah what is uh yeah i know what you're talking about when when singing to the stone singing to the stone yeah that would make sense yeah that would have been awesome like wouldn't that be an amazing reveal to have like you know her you know her face the episode where that shows them doing that it's like like a close-up pull around the side to the front of her face as she's singing and then she her eyes pop open and they're like gold and you're like yeah okay. yeah and and here's an interesting tidbit on something like that that can act 
that kind of thing your eyes changing color during certain like emotional things can happen um i mm-hmm. yes my yes. youngest brother uh he has hazel eyes but when he gets um upset they changed the the ring of his eye turns gold yes yes it changes yeah and it's really fascinating <laughs> and um, your eyes will change over time too depending on what yeah you're yeah, so that would be that would have been a lot better use of that kind of jarring look, um, compared to just be like, "Well, she's got gold eyes. That's yeah. very Twilighty." <laughs> um, oh no! <laughs> <laughs> well, I think of it differently. Oh no! No. <laughs> um, I mean, other than that, some of the. I had issues with the dwarven looks in general. They just, mm. again, with the styrofoam. Yes, and the, the overly noticeable, like, prosthetic noses. Right. Just, I mean, in I don't know what category this would fall under, but in a general sense, feels like the height difference between the the races was not where it should have been either that's, that's under, really like that's under uh under props probably because they would have mm. or costume prop and costume probably if they were going to use hydraulics it would be prop if it's well like part of wardrobe it's costume well I'm just saying like um so dwarves are supposed to be what like four feet tall and elves are supposed to be around six ish, mm-hmm. six and mm-hmm. a half feet, something like that. And it just felt like they were too close in height to me. Mm. When when Elrond was standing next to the dwarves and they showed them like together, and I was just like, it doesn't seem right. <laughs> mm. Yeah, maybe to, they could know, have emphasized the camera angle a little bit differently so that it would look different. Yeah, because I mean, even thinking about you know the two towers when it's Gimli, Legolas, and Aragorn running around with each other, Legolas seems significantly taller than Gimli, right? And then you know, the dwarves are only supposed to be like a foot taller than hobbits. Go ahead, um, you know, and I'm I'm looking back through the scene right now, um, where they're like in his house and like walking around and next to each other a lot and it looks like it's a camera angle thing yeah because Mm -hmm. all of the camera angles in that because the the height difference seems to be seems to be pretty on point but that's like the big thing is the camera angle is for dwarves yeah it's it just almost where it's yeah Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i didn't notice it the way that you did but yeah I don't know, that probably would go under camera, but it's probably under camera, but um, we just noticed they talking about Yeah, it was just dwarves. something that popped in my head. Um talking about the dwarves. Um but yeah, the the context was the big thing and, yeah. and just the whole bit with Durin and Disa. Disa, Disa, yeah. Yeah. Um I liked that bit with the her uh Their interaction. Durin, Disa and Elrond. I did not like the whole bit with the the like competition. Mm. Um, mm. It was just weird. <laughs> Can I make one I comment know. about the yeah. costumes right before we get into the story? One thing I want to make a comment about the costumes is 
that some of the costumes felt very period appropriate. And like the Hartfords, for example, I liked the costume design for them. because They felt very appropriate to what they would wear. But then you have people mm-hmm. like Bronwyn. What are you wearing? Like it feels very modern, mm-hmm. like very modern. So some of the costumes felt too modern to me and others I could see they were trying to be period. So for example, like Celtic or whatever, from a historical perspective, very nicely done. So in my opinion, if they would have kept it consistent, and not been so modern with some of the costumes, I think for me, I would have been able to appreciate the the world a little bit more because sometimes I felt like I was going into the present briefly and then coming back into the past. And I think that's something that was a design choice. I'm sure that had to do with something with direction as well, but um, it would have been helpful if it was consistently period or consistently more modern. That would, I think that's my biggest complaint, so. Mm. Justine, do you want to start to go into the characters, acting, la la la, party, direction? Yeah, <laughs> sure. Okay. Yeah, I, I have a lot of issues with the, the narration, like we mentioned in the beginning with mm-hmm. editing. But I don't think it's just an editing thing, because taking all of the all of the editing elements that we currently see on the screen for the first few scenes, uh, they do not fit the narration. So as an editor, if I'm handed that, like, there's no way to make it more palatable. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I feel like I'd need to tweak the narration or tweak the scene itself and how it's written. and I know we, uh, in our pre-episode meeting um, last week, we discussed, like, I, I just have issues with the writing of the scenes and the characters in mm. all of Galadriel's scenes. All of them. <laughs> how would, you, how um, would you make it, how would you change it, for example? Because obviously yeah. there are a lot of weaknesses in episode one and two with the way her character was written. But how could we make it, how could we change it? In episode two, much less complaints. Um, but right. in episode one, yes. so the first one is like her youth. So, something's just not clicking with me. Mm-hmm. Um, we talked about how Valinor, like there was no like evil and whatnot. And so like the bullying w- was not was not really going to be a thing there. Um, mm. So that threw me off. And the fact that, the narration goes in and was like, oh, we had light before all the things. Cut to bullying. You know? yeah. um, and I both appreciate and it threw me out of the scene a bit. Um, the nod to anime when her brother mm. like whispers to her and you can't hear what he says and then it's revealed later. I was like, are we doing this? Are we are we doing this right now? And we were. <laughs> we were. <laughs> I, I was surprised think. at first to see that. Yeah, yeah, I was really surprised. It threw me off. And I was like, I think, I think, I think we're doing some anime right now. Um, <laughs> yeah. And again, that adds to like the nods to lots of influences that folks felt going into this. Mm-hmm. Um, and then with her, with her scenes in the North, I would really have loved to have a story shift where her, I'm guessing he's her second in command. Mm-hmm. Um, 
where he was more of actually her second in command and they had a tighter bond where he was loyal to her Mm, Uh, more mm. like so I just watched uh the movie The King and the one with Timothy Chalamet the mm-hmm, one with who? Mm-hmm. Timothy Chalamet. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. I would have appreciated more of a character like the knight he brings with him, who he used to drink with, <laughs> who's like mm-hmm. the only person who will tell him off. So in this, she's she's the commander, and I would have appreciated a right hand man who was loyal to her, but it would have been like. I'll follow you to the ends of the earth, but we are breaking laws now. And right. less, people less are getting weak. I feel yeah. like, like a lot of times they're talking down to you with Adria. Like, yes, they're mm, treating like her that. with so little respect. Right. Um, and you wouldn't do that to your commander. You would get episode. killed. And not only that, and the, like they nod, they nod to and reveal that she's like one of the oldest of them, you know? Right. She's literally their elder, thousands of years older than all, any of them. Not any of them, but, but like, a lot of them. yeah. But a lot of them. And they're treating her like a petulant child. Mm. But also, her second in command here is acting like a petulant child and treating her like a petulant child. And so I just, I was just really thrown off Mm. by that and the frailty, it seemed, of all of her troop. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They just just seemed, yeah, they just seemed super like, like falling down from the cold. And And also the the main characters don't get hurt very much, but then the like secondary elves are like so weak. It's like, wait a minute, yeah. they should have similar strength because of the same race, my God. Have mercy. And I didn't like that. Uh, just jumping on that real quick. Um, I didn't like how quickly they turned against her. Right. We're throwing the butt you under the bus. Like, wait, what? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And that could have been fixed if they had delved a little bit more into that troop into that fight if they had made the fight more realistic without like paper elves <laughs> you know right, where right. Like, we're actually more struggles maybe there's even two snow trolls and we're really struggling and people are getting real looking injuries and right? up an actual fight right and you oh. know you find out the person who fell at as getting like gangrene or something yes. from like exposure and maybe they're so ill-equipped because they lost all of their equipment over the cliff where they couldn't bring it with them when they climbed up you know like right, but give me some details here make it believable the only thing about elves though is that they heal fast if you remember but still mm-hmm. they can get very wounded so at least mm-hmm. like and they don't get sick at like like humans do but still, at least show the injury. So I just wanted to clarify yeah. that because I have forgotten to mention. Yeah, they can still get injured. They can still get killed in battle. Yeah. The, the, they're not. They're, they're not invincible. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, which is one. What like yeah, maybe gangrene isn't realistic. Uh, I I was thinking that as I was saying sepsis. it, but like I don't know <laughs> why 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 was that one elf so like frail and like falling and whatever? Why? Like did they? 
did they get cut on the way up? They probably the, got cut the on the way like, up. Yeah. Otherwise, like, not that this, not that walking here is just a stroll in the park, but, you know. <laughs> <laughs> True. Yeah, that whole thing was very, like, unbelievable for me and, like, threw me out of, just out of her scenes in general. Um, mm-hmm. I will digress from further. <laughs> <laughs> going on because i could go on for years <laughs> i'm ahead. sure you could go on about other things but like this is just mm-hmm. an example of what what didn't work mm-hmm. i'll i'll give something that i thought did work you know i already like the orc scene that was nice but like i think the one thing for me that worked i know that some people have issue with bronwyn and arondir's thing going on obviously i think that should have been built up but there was one little subtle moment where she was giving the fire seeds to him. And then they have that little hand thing, like a quick hand mm-hmm. and touch. Mm-hmm. Like It felt to me like that's the first time they actually touched each other. Yeah. Like for real. And so that one, that moment, I was like, okay, that works. But I also wish that that they could have built up the the little, the tension a bit more with time, with, with maybe even, it didn't have to be dialogue because the actors, they did, they did bring you a little bit, at least to me, they brought me into it very subtly, which I think is what they were trying to do. But at the same time, that kind of like, oh, shocker, like door opening, they could have been more built up before that. I feel like the tension could have been built a little more. Um, another thing that I thought was was very interesting was when uh, Galadriel's grieving her brother during that like one moment in the beginning, when she you feel her pain that I could actually feel that scene because I can relate to this having someone close to you die um but I think for me the the thing that I don't really enjoy about it right now to date even having watched the third episode is that what I would like to see is more time spent on each character getting to know them a little bit more rather than just mm-hmm. seeing the PTSD effects for Galadriel, for example, or um, some of these other characters. I don't, I feel like I get thrown in. For example, I appreciate Sofia Nombete who plays Diza. I loved her dynamic with Durian. Thought that was mm-hmm. great. I thought their chemistry was really good. I appreciate her as an actress a lot. Um, uh, personally, seen her in stage, whatever. Uh, but again, I would like to have that scene, like her built up a little bit more. Like we, everyone's supposed to know who is Disa, who is Durin coming in, but for a new audience member, again, I feel like there were things that if you didn't read the Silmarillion, you would be completely confused. At least I would be, maybe Mm -hmm. I don't read into details as much as some people. So I think for the, for the writers, especially the episode one writer, the episode one writers of Mr. Payne and his colleague, they need to give us some more buildup, some more background and less quick movement. The second writer, she did Game of Thrones. And I think her mm-hmm. writing is much more, um, she was in Game of Thrones writing, but her writing is much more straightforward. That's what I felt when I was yeah. looking at her writing. And I think maybe there could have been more collaboration between the writers. That's just my personal preference, but um, that's all I really will say about it. Um, Um, As far as the male acting performances, I wasn't too impressed. 
episode one was very clunky um, and very rushed. Mm-hmm. Um, like you mentioned with the the relationship between Arundir and Bronwyn, it just was like, oh, it's already established? What? Who are these? We don't even know these people. Why are we establishing mm-hmm. that they already know each other, already like interested in each other, but are keeping it a secret? Like, we haven't even met them. Mm-hmm. Why mm-hmm. are you... Like, I, I know we like to do the whole mise-en-scene thing, but not like that. <laughs> right. <laughs> not with yeah. relationships. You don't jump into the middle of a relationship like that for characters you just are being introduced mm-hmm. to. Mm-hmm. That Especially if they're not married. Like, it's one thing if it's like, oh, this is my boyfriend, blah, blah, blah. But like, no, it's like we're love interests, but you don't yeah, even like know. Yeah, like during Indiza, you could just jump into that. I felt yeah. like I was very comfortable mm-hmm. with that. But then these guys, it seems like they didn't have a definition of their relationship. So why are we yeah. going to like... Yeah, they were dancing around each other because of the dislike of the elves from the humans. Um, right. Some of the lines were really basic, mm-hmm. at least in episode one. Um, the one that I made note of was knife ears. Like, really? Mm-hmm. Knife right. ears? You couldn't have just went with the classic pointy ears like, you know, Reginald no. of the Rings did. <laughs> you had to go with knife ears? It doesn't even... It's so lame. <laughs> like, I didn't love that, but I appreciated them attempting to come up with slang. You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> It didn't work. <laughs> it immediately made me go, ew. Some of the cast is growing on me. Like a fungus? Like who, for example? <laughs> what is his name? Gilgalad? You like Gilgalad? I have some... I, no, I did not like him at all. He's the, <laughs> he's the one that I was just like, I don't agree with this casting. He doesn't feel elf-like. Um. Mm-hmm. I, it only popped in my head now, but um, yeah, tell me more because I'm very interested to see what you. But uh, <laughs> this this really goes under costumes, hair, and makeup. But I don't like that some of the elves have long hair and some of them have short hair, some of them have no hair, and it's just like, wait a minute, I'm confused because <laughs> we've only known them as having long hair. Why are they suddenly having this um, design choice? I actually appreciated that. Me. I have no reason to appreciate that. Other than that, you know. I personally like Arondir's look for a character that doesn't actually exist in the... Arondir's look the, in, was good. I'm yeah, fine. his look mm-hmm. is really cool. Um, I At the same time, trying to picture the rest of the elven cast with long hair is weird to me, too. So I was just like... And it may be that they were trying to differentiate between different realms or different types of elves, right? Maybe. Um, it could be that. But yeah, some of the I, some of the characters are growing on me. Elrond is growing on me. Or young Elrond is growing on me. Of course, we all love the original Elrond, played mm-hmm. by Hugo Leaving. Um, but it's hard. It's really hard for these actors to feel these big shoes and these really loved characters that are so established for many people across generations mm. so you know you're trying to fill the shoes of hugo weaving and Kate blanchett and it's hard to do you know, that's a really high bar <laughs> let's see if they can that, do it that, i i definitely appreciated episode two a lot more 
it was it mm-hmm. was I was a little more sucked in. Um, my favorite bit is definitely the whole horror like sequence oh, with yeah. around here oh, in the yeah. tunnels. The orcs don't really look like orcs to me right now. I think as we see more Wait of them for episode three, that's what I will say. You'll get rid of the interview. Yeah. Um, well, it hasn't released over here yet. <laughs> I'm trying to like hold my tongue a little bit because about some of the stunts because Lord of the Rings itself did some really over the top. Yes, they did. Don't just, just be a little bit charity. <laughs> so I'm kind of like, mm, okay. um, <laughs> um, I don't have too much complaint about acting overall. I'm I am liking learning more about Elrond and, um. The fact that he had a relationship with Durin prior to this, I I wish we could have seen more of that beforehand. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I wish we could have spent more time with where how we got to right now. <laughs> um, a little more background really. Um mm-hmm. but seeing Elrond, you know, know how to speak Dwarvish and understand Dwarvish customs and you know as a younger elf makes a whole lot more sense when you look at Elrond from the Hobbit and you know yes. uh the the company you go to Elrond to read the map with the moons the the moon runes. Um and that's like, oh that's why he knows all that. Right, right. right. He I was like friends that. with the dwarves. Mm-hmm. Um so that was a nice connection. Um but yeah, I just, I don't know, it still feels, episode one was very messy. It felt like it didn't know what it was doing, where it was going, what it wanted to be. Mm. Um, and episode two seemed a little more on solid ground. Yes, um, I will say pilot episodes ahead, are really hard. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, from all the ones... I've been involved with at the show that shall not be named that we were involved (laughs) like pilot episodes pilot episodes they're they're just hard to make yeah and so I feel like that's what this was is it was it was a pilot episode that they were just rushing into all the storylines so that they could get to episode two and actually start the story right um and I feel like that is why they released episode one and two at the same time yeah they were like episode one they're not idiots (laughs) so (laughs) here's episode two to make up for it um (laughs) like no please watch the second one and be drawn in (laughs) yeah I mean my only critique on that is I I sent it to to you guys before was the budget comparison between this show which is what eight episodes that's right versus a three movie trilogy and it's an insane difference right exactly this, amazon spent almost a billion dollars making the show versus yeah. not not even not even what a ha- not even like close to a half million for the lord of the rings trilogy and it's just like, where did all your money go? <laughs> it went to Nomenor. You'll see. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I feel like, yeah, I mean, as far as character, at first I really didn't like Elrond. He felt very smug and I know better than you. And mm-hmm. and he felt very like greasy. The, greasy. Yeah. And that's, <laughs> I'm like, that's not the Elrond we know. Where, what? <laughs> but you have to take like, into account, too, that the characters are going to mature, right? 
So yeah. if they're going to do five seasons and the characters have to mature into what you know about them. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like even with episode two, you see that and you're like, oh, he's not a complete ass. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> say other words. Um, um, he's not an absolute terrible person. He's just a young idiot who the crown is kind of using (laughs) he's still very naive (laughs) that's right um all right so does anyone have any like really big last minute thoughts that they want to share on this particular critique of episode one and two i just want to say i'm still hesitant about whether or not i'm gonna like the show as a whole (laughs) Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. i'm still very reserved about how i feel about it you know, my fiance and I both agreed that episode two was better, but we're both still not like we're not looking forward to the next episode at the same time. We're just kind of like, OK, the next episode's coming out. <laughs> right. You still need to figure out, mm-hmm. like, can they accomplish that by the end? Right. Sometimes these theories, as we know, start slowly and kind of grow into something. But we'll see. We'll see. Mm-hmm. Do you have anything you'd mm-hmm. like to add? Just because, you know, continuity just happens in my brain. Um, mm-hmm. In the second episode, when when Halbern has to dive down into the water to slave Gladriel, and he presumably there's a cut yeah yeah yeah. sorry (laughs) um but presumably he has to cut her free um with the dagger um and then you know it goes cuts from him pulling out the dagger to them being at the top of the water yeah, to them being at the top of the water right. and separately swimming. So, oh, suddenly she's awake and she's fine and she's no longer she's stunned by the lightning. That yeah. hit her, like, you know. Yeah, that, that really like, bothered me. That's convenient. <laughs> like, like, how are you unconscious and then, oh, you're fine, coherent, and swimming? What? Right. <laughs> yeah, you could have cut yourself free if you would have just woken up a little sooner. <laughs> then get your head you're knocked lazy. in and tie yourself to a really flimsy raft. Yeah, in the middle of a freaking yeah. storm, genius. Also, Halbern <laughs> is so sus right now. He might yeah. turn into a Nazgul or something. But, Probably. <laughs> but I just before we we cut this episode, I want to I want to just give a shout out to all the cast and crew that did this show because as much as we are critical and we would do it differently because we are all in show business and show business is the most critical of all critics. I also want to just give them props for doing it during the pandemic, during all Mm -hmm. the crap that happened and all the logistical issue. So really props to all of you. If you happen to listen to this, we really respect you, really respect what you're doing, especially given all the restraints that you have had to have. And so I hope you can all our audience members and those who are in show business, you can just see that we really appreciate, really, really appreciate what you do because it's not easy. And we know all the sleepless nights that we've had to do in Mm -hmm. in this business and that you are doing. And I hope that um, 
the those people who have been injured in stunts. I hope you guys are getting better. And shout out to all of our friends and connections that um, have been working in these shows and uh, just appreciate, I mean, in the shows that we will mention and have mentioned in the past. Um, so props to you all. And finally, uh, the other thing to just say is that if you think that we could add or add any technical elements, obviously we only covered a very cursory uh, overview because we don't have a lot of time. Um, but of course, feel free to highlight your thoughts and we will um, love to hear from you. So you can email us at our email if you have anything you'd like to add that is constructive. And uh, otherwise, we probably thought of things we can do better. So if you have something really <laughs> interesting to share, feel free to send us an email. But if we find that it's useful, we'll certainly incorporate into our next show. So that's what I'd like to end with. And just recognizing that, you know, critiquing is easy. Yes, <laughs> like we can, we can sit on our couches and critique all day. Hindsight is twenty twenty. All 100%. those things when you're in the thick of it, when you're drowning in drowning in work, <laughs> drowning in work, drowning in paperwork, drowning in calls and call times and mm -hmm. we appreciate what was created a ton and all the work and hours mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. you know passion that has gone into it mm -hmm. thanks for letting us rip it apart <laughs> yeah thank you so much it's, it's always it's always fun to be able to critique in a way that also tries to build up others and we hope that you feel that we gave you justice and if you'd like to comment to us feel free We'd like to thank you for joining us for today's episode. This episode was produced by Alma Pictures and Baker Street. Join us next week for the next episode of our podcast. Thank you. Merci. Gracias. Gracias. Danke. And have a great week.